0: would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... Thank God it's... And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC and Ultimate for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome this week's gang. It's Patrick Sunderland, Tommy Dean and Gene Kitson. Yay! And with the music, it's the star of Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat who will be singing for us live. Welcome and let us check first that you're up with this week's news. Who now has a cross to bear? Who now has a cross to bear?
1: Well, we're talking about Chris Mens and the cross... Bench, Bench.
0: Exactly.
1: yay! Ten out of ten. Um, everyone agrees that this election was just the nicest, most polite election <laughs> ever. And Mister Mins and Mister Perrottet—they'll—they'll they'll be doing road trips and together no, in no, their breaks. No, and no you be, go first. Yeah. You go first. No, you. Have you tried this scone recipe? Yeah, they're so sweet together. And now Mister Mins, of course, he needs two all three independents to get the numbers to govern. And this could be, and you know, a problem because we already remember Oakshot and Windsor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we don't want to go down any track like that. We oh, don't want a whole lot of they horse they could, trading. They, they
0: could speak for just three hours perhaps yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in describing They'll, what they want to do.
1: Yeah, well, if you get... If you get the, if, if he has to get crossbenchers to support him, then he's just, it's just going to be a lot of mule trading and horse trading, mule skinning for, yeah, like it's going to go on for. Decades of debate. So the obvious solution, I have a solution. Oh, good, oh, good. Because Mr perrette and Mr Minns love each other so much, I think Mr perrette could lend Mr Minns some of his coalition backbenchers to make up his numbers yeah. until the next election.
0: <laughs> Here's Bronnie Taylor. Go yes, on. Ronnie. <laughs> Please. Just
1: go over, help She's, Mr yeah. Mairns. I mean, she'll be upset leaving her gang, but she'll be in yeah, government. Yeah, yeah, she'll yeah. be happy. Yeah. This will mean fewer angry name-calling debates <laughs> and no dodgy deals. But then we won't with...
0: be able to call them the crossbenchers if they're not angry.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boom, tish. <laughs> uh, Pat Patrick, well, well,
0: you know, because on the night it looked like he was going to be in majority. Yeah, it was a complete surprise. It,
2: it, it absolutely changed complete fortunes, not pointing any fingers, Anthony Green. <laughs> you know, But uh, but I, I, I have to say that if I was in the position of one of these crossbenchers, you know, I think you don't, you don't have to ask for political concessions. We don't have to make this a politics thing. Just ask for other favours. We know Chris Means is good at playing guitar. Ask him to serenade you when you walk into the state parliament, something like that. Get a bit more creative with your requests, you know. Get uh, a Labor backbenchers to deliver you martinis when you're on, you know, oh, just things good. like that. Why not? And then you just say, final vote for whatever you want.
0: Just do the hard bargaining. What do you reckon, Tommy?
3: <laughs> well, you know that I follow state politics with such yeah, yeah, yeah. careful... Yeah, yeah,
0: Careful. <laughs> careful.
1: Dedication. Dedication. scrutiny. So oh.
3: scrutiny. I, mean, I mean, that's why I sound a bit weary right now, because it's just... I've been... I can't sleep until it's decided. Mm. And I mean, uh, Goulburn alone has kept you well, awake. That, that's that's the one that keeps me up the most, because if they move that sheep again,
1: <laughs>
3: I just don't know... If I can support that. (laughs) It used to be where it was and then it moved and it just took...
1: They moved the sheep?
0: The big 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 marina.
1: With the gift ball in its big... Well,
0: the shop shop didn't move. The shop is still up its bum. (laughs) But the the side of the whole thing moved. moved. Well, it
3: wasn't the fact that the sheep moved that frightened me. It was just the size that sheep dogs I had to bring in. (laughs) It was just... I thought all of Scolvin was going to be trampled. So And, and And that ute...
0: Oh, crazy. Yeah. It was so
3: crazy. Uh, I, I I don't know exactly how it works, but I feel like, I feel like they sh- this is, if there ever there was a place for the gift card economy, uh-huh. Chris Minns is now, just load them up. Yeah. You know, you want a Telstra card? You want a Netflix card? Yeah. You want hundred dollars at Westfield? Come I come over here, Greenies. Yeah, yeah. that's why you should just mail them. Just not even, uh, not even like lead with legislation that might upset them. Just right now, right now, <laughs> get on the front foot. Get when it on comes the front foot. Yeah, just yeah. send them <laughs> heaps of <laughs> gift cards. Know their kids' birthdays. Get a couple of phones. Yeah. Isn't this what we call it? Like, what we technically call bribery? Isn't it? Yeah, this? <laughs> I think it might be.
2: Oh, by the strictest definition, sure. Yeah, that's
3: only if they spend it. <laughs> then it's on them. <laughs> It's on them for cashing in. (sighs) How right, dare yeah. they cash in on their political power?
2: Well, they can cash in on it, but as long as they don't change the way they were going to vote, then it's still not bribery. Yeah. That's just them get money for nothing. That's right. Yeah. I'm
3: just saying, if he gets up for early, then everybody's happy. <laughs> well, I was always going to vote for that, Chris. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because it was an excellent idea. We got to keep the positive vibes of this election going, like you were saying. It's been really the most cuddliest uh, one. That's right. Yet. I, don't I was think really kind of hoping that
3: on the night they both gave a concession speech at the same time.
2: <laughs> no, you go first. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have <laughs> an idea. <laughs> (laughs)
0: All right.
3: There's only been one vote cast, but I'm pretty sure it was for Dom. It really should have been for him. I I I voted for
2: him.
0: Patrick Sunderland, uh, Tommy Dean and Gene Kitson are here. Now, who has a roof on their ambitions to give people a roof? Well, if there's one thing
3: that I follow even closer than state politics, it's national politics. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing like when the federal government gets itself involved in solving the world's problems that they probably caused. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so so what we have here is uh, Mr Albanese uh, Definitely uh, has a great plan so Tommy we- was just showing off at that point That he knew yeah, the name yeah, of the, the Prime yeah, Minister <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's He helpful? looked at his notes I for w- so, no, 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 the next number, the number 30,000 homes Is what I had to look up ah, uh, right, okay. Now Anthony Albanese me go way back It's uh, <laughs> really very helpful If you are the Prime Minister of this country If you live in the same suburb as I do uh-huh. And shop at the same Woolies. <laughs> oh, so you've seen him out and about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what he buys. Yeah, yeah. we've like, had many a chat over the price of broccoli mm. while standing at the broccoli stand. So it his his whole, his
0: whole his whole because he showed some you know you talk today about the price of living crisis. He basically owes his insights into you to you, does he? <laughs> well, I mean, if he's talking about broccoli,
3: <laughs> like we you know, he was kind of you know he has a way about him. It's like you know he feels like he's paying attention to you and he wants to talk to you. But I'm like. Broccoli is really expensive right now. He's so, like, yes, Tommy, it's very expensive. Now, the problem is the drought and we have this climate trouble. And I'm like, what about the celery? You get one vegetable. You get to discuss one vegetable with me.
0: There's too many people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next time we'll talk about the carrot. But you've told me about your broccoli policy. Your broccoli policy is appalling. Your broccoli policy is if it's too expensive, you just break off the stalk bit and leave it behind.
3: Yeah, it's called, it's called, I don't know, it's called, it's just... Use what is called user pays. It's called slavery. Right? No, <laughs> no, user pays.
1: Wasting it's, the stock. It's not wasting You're the stock. There are many the people score. that
3: use the stock, and I'm making more stock available. <laughs> Imagine <So> how many <laughs> stock lovers of broccoli are so pissed off at how much flour is at the top. Yeah. I'm creating extra demand. Yeah. Stock.
2: It's so important when it comes to broccoli that we don't let perfect be the enemy of good, which, of course, <laughs> right. to uh, subtly bring it back to the... Uh, <laughs> 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 subtly bring it back to the topic. To well speaking of Greens.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Greens. That's what I was yes. doing.
2: I was already being subtle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 which I have to say, I do love that that is the, the stock line that the Labor has when it comes to the Greens policy, that they always let perfect be the enemy mm-hmm. of good. I would think that the first step in negotiations, political negotiations, is not to describe the opposing party's policy as perfect. Perfect. I think that is a slip-up. I think that is something you do not want to acknowledge. Okay,
0: but the actual story, ladies <laughs> story and gentlemen, is, is, is that, Gene. Uh,
1: the Albanese government wants to build 30,000 houses for the 650,000 people the government wants to deliver to the two biggest cities. And the maths is a bit challenging, I have to say, and reminds me of a quote from a uh, Churchill, of course, the Churchill touch when the government was arguing over battleships. Uh, Churchill said the Admiralty demanded six ships, the economists offered four, and we finally compromised on Eight. So <laughs> the Greens said 30,000 isn't enough, so they want to block it. I should have said so they that want to, first. They want to yeah. vote it down. And they say, want to vote yeah. it down, but, you know, so maybe they'll compromise on, you know, 60,000. Like, mm. you know, I don't know. But I suppose a compromise really would be to build enough housing for everyone who's already here and then think about it later. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you so would so have to be good at sleeping on, st- sitting on each other's laps. You're yeah. going to have 600,000 people in 30,000 30, homes. In 30,000
1: homes. Yeah, they're the new people. That's not even taking into consideration the people who haven't got the houses. And the new people are here because of the economists. And and the real question is, are economists growing at a faster rate than the rest of the population? <laughs> and if they are, do we need lots more people to pay for them? That's- there
2: is an epidemic. There is a plague. I, I, I just can't believe the, the absolute hypocrisy of the Greens. You know, this is an inner-west a party, they love share houses and you're telling <laughs> no, me no. that they don't want to stuff people in 15 person a house
0: Exactly. Homes. That's I where all the Greens posters are.
3: <laughs> are <so. laughs> don't the, give great, the great Franklin Delano Roosevelt, a broccoli stalk in every pot. <laughs> <laughs> in every
0: pot. Mm. <laughs> this, uh, That's the no promise. Flowers, the campaign flowers. slogan for Tommy yeah. Dean for the next uh, election. Now who went off pieced? When it comes to public opinion,
2: Oh, well, I know exactly what this story is about after just quickly googling the phrase "off-piste" because I am. Isn't it a uh, great
0: term, though? <laughs> it is oh, a great
2: it term. Is. It is great a fantastic. Term. But this is, of course, the uh, the trial of the century. This is uh, actress Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> has been embroiled in this legal dispute from years ago, where she uh, both parties alleged that they ran into each other on a on a ski slope. One, this guy, is saying that Gwyneth Paltrow skied into her. She's saying. She, he skied into her and it's just this uh, this massive thing which has been resolved this morning. Gwyneth Paltrow is fighting over who is at fault and uh, as of this morning, Gwyneth Paltrow has succeeded in the case. She's won... Mm. Her legal costs plus one symbolic US dollar. No. So the
0: jury agrees, really, that there's no proof that she whacked into him.
2: Well, Not- yeah, the thing is, is that she, she seemed unscathed, but you have to know that she's brimming with goop products <laughs> that make her absolutely indestructible. So what the jury had to understand was that she was completely bowled over, but just through the power yeah, of goop right. survived.
3: Yeah, yeah. Or it the other way around, my feeling was that she was actually guilty. Oh. She crushed into him, but as they entangled themselves and rolled <laughs> down the hill, she gooped him up.
2: Oh, she gooped him. She had some pocket yeah. goop yeah. Ready, to,
3: ready to apply. To well, yeah. she, I think she always has it oozing out of
0: Because a lot of her lawyer's evidence was this guy's injuries weren't as bad as he said, and your theory fits right into that. Yes, yes he was mm. terribly injured, but there was a curative process in the process of the collision. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just, mm. just, just seeing Gwyneth Paltrow Makes everything a little bit better.
3: Imagine what it would be like to just be smashed into her on skis. And and I I feel better just thinking about
0: it. If if you got merely a sort of Quarter of a tube of glute product yeah. on you—that would be worth the three hundred thousand dollars he was claiming. Worth it. Oh, absolutely, and then. But some.
1: now he has to pay four point eight million dollars in her cost. lawyer costs. Well, we don't know that yet, I don't, <laughs> don't think. we? No. Well, that then, has yet to be determined. Oh, the whether illegal. he'll get all those costs or not. But, but it's I mean, it would think, be. Oh, yeah. oh, no, go no, right. no. no go no go. I, go. I just
3: think it's a curious indictment of the um, American justice system. It seemed like a case that didn't need seven years. Hmm to sort out, like it feels like
2: oh, I don't know, they were doing reconstructions of accident pathways and well, yeah. physics simulations, it was quite uh, over the top. And
0: everyone was learning the rules of skiing, right? I've, I, yeah, I've never exactly. been skiing yeah. but a, apparently a, a, if he... you're down hill of someone, you have the right of way
1: Oh mm. yeah, well then that's obvious because they're in front of you.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you're uphill,
2: you can't see them. I don't think it was quite fair because in a, in a trial of you know, with the jury and everything, the jury gonna to want to side with the famous, popular actress. I reckon yep. this guy uh, uh, Terry Sanderson, I think his name is. He should be allowed to nominate a celebrity stand-in, <laughs> like in mm-hmm. Game of Thrones when they have a champion in a trial by combat. You know, he should just be able to summon <laughs> Brad Pitt to, to represent him. I don't think that's the only way to make. It but fair. I think the part Did... that
3: was unfair is that during the entire trial, she burned a candle called. On colonic innocence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, he think was it, a, I think he, his
0: decision to get Johnny Depp as his stand-in, though, maybe <laughs> the backfire, <laughs> completely
2: backfired. But it was very big on TikTok, so that's something. Well, yeah. no
1: one. There's very few people that support him, even though Gwyneth is probably one of the most sort of you know like ridiculed people Divisive, around. Yeah. Divisive. Well, you know it, it, she's got a goop which sounds like something you put on your axle, actually. (laughs) She's got a goop empire, so there's people supporting her. And I Mm. actually looked up goop and my look, those products, they're written so well I wanted to buy some. Actually. There was a dark spot sleep milk and then it's got, and I'm going, no wonder she's got an empire. So but just like that
0: retired bloke, you're down $300,000. Yeah, yeah, I'm down, just,
1: just researching. But is an, is an accident with an optometrist a site? Psych- yeah.
0: No, I think so. Must no. right. be. With
1: Richard Glover,
0: we have Patrick Sunderland, and Tommy Dean and Jean Kitson. Now, hey, before we uh, Tommy. Uh, Tommy, Tommy,
3: Tommy, I waited a long time to ask this question. Yeah. I probably could have looked it up in the off time, but I find it's best to appeal to you, your knowledge, and if not that, that of the listener. Yeah. Uh, for years, the weatherman has often
0: referred to weather happening north of the Illawarra. Yes. What is that? Well, that's the uh, conurbation. Remember uh, in uh, school, in, high, in do you remember in that moment in primary school, it was year five, if I remember it, and they brought in the, con- the concept of conurbation. Now, to us Australians at the time, I mean, I was in year five a long time ago, mm. we didn't have conurbations. It was one of the things that made us be so envious about Americans because they just talked endlessly about New York and, and Washington and the conurbation between the two. And we thought, we don't have a conurbation. Why can't we have a conurbation? And so for all the rest of the year, people think Sydney is spreading into good rural land just by chance. Mm. No. no. It's because people want to be able to finally use that knowledge they gained in fifth-year primary school and say, as they drive down towards Wollongong, look at that. Look at that conurbation, darling. When oh. they're stuck in traffic in DAPTO.
1: I have never heard that word <laughs> Yes, I have When they say when they're stuck it, the stuck adult. in traffic
0: in DAPTO <laughs> and their partner says, isn't this terrible being stuck in traffic? They say, well,
1: that's what that's you get from
0: living in a conurbation.
1: A conurbation, like er, uh, well... That's so. where the Illawarra is, in the conurbation.
0: Oh, I see. North of the Illawarra is
3: north of the conurbation.
1: Well, it, it, well it's... It, into it, the conurbation.
0: <laughs> it's the gap between Sydney and Illawarra. it's, it's the gap between Sydney and the Illawarra. What's which the is Illawarra? South. Oh, okay, yeah. We're, we're, we're working from that level. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I was I quite clear with I must, with my I must, I must don't okay. want to say now. It's the area built around the Shoalhaven River. Which is... Yeah. A river yeah. called Near the Shoalhaven. The, right. Which is south. <laughs>
3: anyway, the point is showers.
0: <laughs> Just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. I,
2: I'm excited to hear about the, uh, the t- terrible weather coming up because I'm going to the uh, Brigadoon Scottish Festival this weekend. Mm. And what is more Scottish than a horrible drizzle of, of, of rain? You, mm. you
0: won't be able to find Brigadoon because it only appears every hundred years. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Or are and you going to
1: Glen Innes. Glen Innes. Is that where it is? No,
2: it's down in Bundanoon.
1: Oh, Bundanoon. Yeah,
2: the Bundanoon Brigadoon, the Brigadoon.
0: <laughs> oh, the Bundabriga. Well, if you, the- you go to the Illawarra <laughs> and turn right, you'll find yeah. it. <laughs> Catherine says on the text, weeping with, that, with the beauty of that song. It was, uh, it was lovely. Now, yeah. a cruise company has promoted and sold all the tickets to the first really long cruise. Not three weeks, not three months but three years, with (laughs) tickets bought by an equal mix of retirees and digital nomads who plan to use the cruise ship as their office and, well, lifestyle. It costs $130,000 to go aboard in a small cabin for three years. What's life going to be like on a three-year-long cruise? And could you live your whole life on water? Jean Kitson, are you signing up for this?
1: Oh, well, there's 5,000 people on this cruise, isn't there?
0: I don't think quite. There's 400 cabins and I think about 1,200 people. Oh,
1: right. Well, it's it's the population of that hometown you left to see the world. Really. <laughs> so I reckon three years should be long enough to generate a small town's feuds and rumours and affairs and, and pregnancy, pregnancies. and pregnancy and drinking problems and every now and then you'd have a lifeboat drill and one of the lifeboats just keeps rowing, rowing. Mm. I think it would be great though, actually because, you know, like you could write that book you always thought of writing, you could read all the books, you know, what, what you, that you thought you'd never get around to reading. I mean, that's all these people who aren't driving cars. Your carbon credits mm. would be huge. This could be a whole carbon capture offset, <laughs> it's, blah, 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 it's blah.
2: Really, it's really the same upsides to being in prison, <laughs> you know, a lot of time to read, you're not driving anywhere. So. Exactly. Not yeah. driving, but you get... Unlimited alcohol. <laughs> that is the one the one difference, I suppose. I, I mean but speaking of though, the the two things that appeal to me, it's two words, international waters. I mm-hmm. mean, living your entire life, sure it may cost, you know, a bit over a hundred thousand dollars, but think about the money you can make back from, you know, embezzlements, etc. <laughs> y who's gonna who's gonna persecute you? Pirates? No way, we've sorted those people out, hopefully. And
3: the casino. Don't forget the onboard casino. <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely. If they play their money right, they you might Come out of it ahead. Or you could do a put the oceans in oceans eleven and run the casino. They've <laughs>
0: taken the casino out in order to put in an office centre for all the digital nomads. Oh, true, true. Boo, boo.
1: Are they oh, really? What, what's the well, point? but imagine the weight you'd put on. Because you know, like they've got what have they got? They've got you know ten restaurants and bistros. They've got twenty odd bars. They've got vending machines and room service and deck service. You'd just be the tip of a fatberg on that <laughs> on that ship. You'd put on so much weight. That's the only thing I don't know. Free beer with dinner. See, I, I, yeah. did,
0: I did the mathematics on this, though. So I, mm. I, I worked out that a, a typical one-bedroom apartment in Sydney now costs $90,000. The cheapest, okay, this is a, a windowless cabinet. This cabaret. is 30,000 yeah. yeah, that's $30, no, $90,000 will get you a one-bedroom apart, one apartment in Sydney for three years.
1: Right, yeah. So this
0: is $130,000 for a windowless interior <laughs> apartment. <laughs> but you do get free with beer and wine.
2: And in fairness, I think your average Sydney apartment is
0: windowless and very cramped. With the
1: cost of living going up, it's a bargain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
0: think we, maybe that Al- should be Mr. Albanese's solution to the uh, the inflation crisis. One like single hull. <laughs> we have some sort of ballot system, like conscription, and mm. half of us have to go and live on the cruise. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, basically. Well, I've like heard
0: bring back rumors back of Kissenholz.
3: people doing this already. Like I've heard, I've read stories about people that have, you know, taken to the ship life. Yeah. Mm. and that's the argument. You know, it, it costs less. To live, and they can just keep going on world cruises. This one is on is less unappealing uh, because of the all the same people. Like one of the delights of cruising um, that I've in, in my limited world of entertaining on cruise ships is the churn—the fact that there's <laughs> new people.
0: Okay, but let's say you're the entertainment, the Tommy. How are you going? No, that's the How are you going to do <laughs> your act for three years? That's exactly <laughs> what I mean.
3: This feels like I don't know if you ever saw the TV show Avenue. I think it was called Avenue Five. It was like a spaceship, it was like cruise shipping in space and then it breaks down and they get stuck for five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like and Gilligan. Yeah, and there's yeah. one comic on board and like every night they're still <laughs> expecting him to show up oh. and he just gets more and more angry.
2: Yeah, I mean, this you, you mentioned Gilligan's Island. This is Gilligan's Island without the trouble of going through a crash. You're just stranded yeah. with these people.
1: Well, that's the same as Gilligan's Island because Gilligan's Island started as a three-hour... Three, yeah, a three-hour cruise, and then it went on for three years.
0: Why wow, they screwed up the cruise mm. that quickly? It was
2: only yeah, three yeah. hours. So this is basically <laughs>
0: the plot of Gilligan's Island. This thing, yeah, right, yeah, right this there. Because I think. I think actually, they're already booked. as a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's a, right. a, a model?
1: Or what was she? what, what, what was, she, was she? An actress? Or scientist? Or something?
0: Or something? Yeah, some science yeah. yeah. There was... It all rhymed in the yeah, thing. Yeah, I can yeah. remember. Are you ready no, for the no, wheel of death? Heck yeah! Let's take. Okay, today's toppings are stepping stones, jelly beans, boot polish, best fried rice, award nights, jigsaws, coincidence, hush money, cheese grater, whimsy, saturation, buckets, Vegemite. And gargling. Which one? Gargling. gargling. Like.
3: <laughs> uh, I mean, the only one that fears a sense is because I don't like it when they put judgment on it. Mm-hmm. Like if the, it should have just been fried rice. Okay. You don't want to have the best fried rice. Well, because oh. all fried rice is good. <laughs> That's my problem. Be like, what's the best one? The one you're having.
0: Yeah, I'll edit it. That's the best <laughs> one. Flying around round and round it goes, where it starts, no one You've knows. you had a bad fried Today's rice? Today's topic is best fried <laughs> rice! <laughs> 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 You see what happens. You see what happens. I fall for it every time. Best fried rice.
3: Look, the best fried rice, and I was making jokes earlier that they're all good, but there's only one. There's Mm -hmm. only one fried rice is good. The one you're having. I just said that. I said it a minute (laughs) ago. I don't know how you can go wrong. First off, here's a little thing you need to know. I study food a lot, right, Uh, at the University of YouTube, (laughs) And so I have seen a lot of videos on fried rice. Uh, Here's the secrets. One, just make rice. A lot of people think you got to start with day-old rice. Don't start yesterday to make extra rice and then wait till tomorrow and be sad. Just make rice. Make rice and then fry it. Fried rice.
2: (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I'm writing this down. Start again from the very beginning.
3: Rice. Right. Fry it. You've lost me. Fried rice. Oh, right. It's all in the title. Like, secretly, it's all in the title. <laughs> okay, but so, no, like, a lot have, of people are like, hey, to, Tommy, what's to... the secret ingredient in your buttermilk pancakes? Well, it's probably buttermilk. <laughs> it's right there. No, don't, no,
0: don't you cook the rice in water before you fry it? Oh, sorry.
3: You're right. <laughs> I I didn't mean to imply you started with <laughs> raw so, rice.
2: So much disagreement over this two-step <laughs> situation. I just saw this as an ABC, saying, as an ABC no, no,
0: legal issue that no, half the right. population are going to have stomach right. cramps by tomorrow because you've told them now, to okay, fry. Okay, their, okay, okay um, that's right.
3: If you're dealing with you know classic fried rice, as you know the dish, you do start with cooked rice. But the common knowledge is that that cooked rice should have been cooked a day Yesterday, or more previous. Yeah, it's yeah. like you so it. So has a bit of fridge dryness to it so that when you now reintroduce okay. it to the oil and aromatics, it explodes up and goes a bit puffy and becomes the fried rice texture you know and love. Okay, but you're saying that's not necessary. No, I'm saying you can just cook some rice and then with your then cooked we- rice... Go to work as a fried rice dish.
1: I cooked That's fried right. rice last night, as a matter of fact, and I looked up a recipe because all my, my fried rice is always gluggy. Yeah. Uh. So I thought, and it was, and it's sort of white and pale, and so I thought I'll look up a recipe, and I looked up Thai. Quite, it, looks, it looks
0: like Sky presenters, does it? Stale <laughs> ales.
1: <laughs> and gluggy. <laughs> gluggy. What do you call it?
3: I call it conservative pundits.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I this one was a irony. Thai Thai state railway station fried rice. Marion, who was a winner or on you know MasterChef mm-hmm. many years ago, Marion's kitchen. I think she has now. Mm. So I found her recipe. Like mm. whoever looks at, I don't look up recipes very often. But <laughs> so you know, this fried rice is day old still turned out clunky, but you put <laughs> all sorts of things. Fish sauce in it, soya sauce, mm. okay, tomatoes. What, what's so like, you can full it, recipe.
3: I mean, you're basically dealing with the protein. You can deal with your vegetables. You can deal with your, you deal with your aromatics. Uh, aromatics. Oil, oil and temperature. Mm. Aromatics are simply your garlic what's and your Jane? ginger. What's Jean what's like doing wrong? Uh, my guess is probably just the wrong rice to begin with. Mm. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, you definitely.
3: Know. And yeah, also, most right. people, I find, uh, overcook their rice anyway. So if you have super gluggy rice from the night before it's still going to be gluggy <laughs> rice the next day can i ask you mm. a question it.
2: tommy I've, yeah. I've been doing the fried rice on the uh, on the uh, the little Weber barbecue and i'm having trouble getting it on the skewers yeah <laughs> it's, it's taking me all but that's all more day. like a rice kebab yeah you're right <laughs> like you're a right kebab. but see i've done it without the kebabs and then i just have to kind of dig no, it you out you know what the i would recommend do you
3: have a do you have a jaffler
2: a jaffler
3: do you have yeah, like a sandwich press? Yeah, yeah, sandwich press. Yeah, sandwich just press, fried rice. Ideal. <laughs> Ideal. Ideal. Just lay down like a layer of ham. It's like a double <laughs> paella. Onion. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: such a. That's great. Yeah, yeah,
3: you
1: get the crunchy paella on, <laughs> yeah. both, paella on both sides. That's so good.
3: Uh, but also, you know, if you start with raw rice, I mean, now you're in the world of pilaf, really. So we're moving mm. away from the topic. Mm. But if you, that's how you make like a really good Spanish rice to go like aside your Mexican dishes or risotto a, and a little bit of oil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, risotto is a whole different rice again. Uh, but that
0: that requires a whole lot of confidence, doesn't it? Because you're not allowed to stir the rice. You have to sort of just know that it's going to burn on the bottom a little bit yeah. and have the self-will, the self-mastery to to just let it do that without. Without, without stirring panicking. or panicking or well, taking it off too is early. Is oh, I didn't know the you're the not kitchen. meant to stir. It's like a personality test yeah, you hold. In, a, in a meal.
3: <laughs> it's the same. it's <laughs> the same if you like working with chicken thighs. There's a variety. Of, the, a main chicken thigh technique for a variety of dishes is to, you know, after you've spiced your chicken, is to put it in the pan, smooth side down, and just wait.
2: Well, that's where just the wait name, and don't move. That's wait why move. they call it the game of chicken Yeah, as well. that's exactly right. You're, you're staring down that yeah. chicken thigh.
0: And people are like, flipping it, flipping it, flipping yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Sweat pouring down your yeah, head.
3: Don't, yeah, don't, don't. No. Just
0: hold. Hold. But how do you get that sense of self-mastery, Tommy? That sense that... Repetition. Okay. And then in and secre- and seriously,
3: just, you know, pay attention. So many people get mad in the kitchen. I don't understand why they don't pay attention. Like, you know, know that you're going to fail. Like, make your gluggy rice, mm. but, know, but know why it was gluggy. Say, all right, I used exactly one cup of rice and two cups of water, and it came out gluggy. Mm. And now, you know, ask yourself, what rice did I use? Did I do it again? Next time, all right, it was a little gluggy, so now I'm going to use exactly one cup of rice and one and three quarters you, cup of this, water. It's
1: really frustrating me, because my husband cooks rice, and his rice is always fluffy, and I cook it exactly <laughs> the same way, and my rice is always gluggy. They're going to break up! <laughs> <laughs> A
0: did he die,
3: ladies and gentlemen? Did he die or did he live? He also, Adam Eow, get rice. me on your show. I do not want to know why Adam Eow has not had me on his show. <laughs> it hurts me. I watch yeah. that show with other yeah. so-called
0: cooking comedians, yeah, and yeah. they're terrible. Come on, Adam. I know. Call me, Adam. Come on, Adam. Call me. Have Tommy on your show. He taught me everything I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's April Fool's Day tomorrow, so what is the most foolish thing you've ever done in your life? Gene.
1: Oh, my gosh! Where to start really? So I think um the first thing that comes to mind is a story about when I was first a mother and my my and my young youngest daughter. I oh, know my elder, my first daughter. So I'm a mother for the first time, and it's my daughter's fourth birthday, and her, it, and we couldn't have it on a birthday, so we had it closer to Christmas. And I thought, I know, instead of a birthday party, we'll have a sort of Christmas party, and all the people I invite can come to this Christmas party, and I'll get Father Christmas, and instead of her getting all these presents, we would put all the presents in a bag, Santa Claus, and then Santa Claus, Father Christmas would hand them out, and this party was in a park. So all everyone meets in the park, the public park. They drop their presents at home without knowing that all their presents are going into Santa's sack. Santa, the hired Father Christmas arrives and he's just broken up with his boyfriend and he's very upset. So my husband gives him a drink or two, I don't know, a whiskey. Yeah, and says, so, have,
0: have some fluffy rice, mate, while yeah, you're there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't touch the gluggy one. Anyway, so we're down the park. Father Christmas arrives, slightly, you know... Inebriated. Inebriated. And, of course, the, he starts handing out... At the, every kid in the park went to Father Christmas to get a present. All these random children that weren't at my daughter's <laughs> party, all these tiny six-year-olds are going, Father Christmas, he's just handing out yeah, the yeah. presents... I want, you know, I'm trying to be sharing and caring, so I'm sensitively grabbing these presents out of these tiny kids' yeah, hands and, and kick, going...
0: kicking them in the face, yeah. Hey,
1: these presents aren't for you, but Father Christmas gave it to me. I do no, he didn't. He gave it to those children over there. Go away, go away. And there's tears, and then the mothers found out that the presents were being distributed to other people's children, and they were upset, and that was probably the most foolish thing I ever did as a mother. It was just horrible. It was horrible. I am traumatised. Every kid in the park was traumatised. I had random mothers coming up to me going, well, you've just taken the <laughs> present out of my five-year-old's <laughs> hands at Father Christmas game. gave her. What are <laughs> you thinking about? Are you crazy? And, of course, you know, like... I was crazy, mm. crazy. Well, you,
2: were, you were dressed like the Grinch at the time, right? Which <laughs> yeah. actually made the whole thing a lot
0: smoother. <laughs> what was the most foolish thing you ever did, Patrick?
1: Well, I
2: spent a gap year at a school in Ireland at a boarding school where I was one of the gappies, you know, mm. and I was helping out. And I remember. So you were kind of, was, of
0: fill in teacher, helper kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, dog's body, yeah. just yeah. whatever
2: job needed to be done. And one of the things we do was kind of supervise the, the, the boarding. You know, rooms where the kids were were sleeping, and one point in the middle of the night, um, on the level of the school that I was in, a fire alarm went off, and it was the, the evacuation order, and everything went off, uh, and so we all we got together and we got all the kids and we uh, 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 evacuated them all. But then we realized that one of the children in the year had a cochlear implant,
0: mm-hmm. um, and he switches great, great Australian invention. Absolutely. I you pointed Absolutely.
2: that out well to anyone who would listen, um, which was him, thanks to <laughs> the cochlear implant. <laughs> uh, but he would he would have it off or or, or whatever it was when he was asleep. So I suddenly realised oh, that kid hasn't heard the alarm, he hasn't heard anything. So we go back up and I go into his room and then he has the terrible thing of being shaken awake by a panicking 18-year-old who's having the first, uh, uh, you know, job ever given to him. I could have tapped him on the shoulder, I could have lightly poked him on the foot, but I push,
1: shook him going, <laughs> John, "Get up!" No.
2: he can't hear what I'm trying to say to him, he just sees me <laughs> screaming at him. Um, so I traumatised that child and then to add <laughs> insult to injury the next morning, one of the, uh, one of the teachers was going, like, oh yeah, so I heard about that. And the uh, you, you scared that boy. And the when the fire alarm happened, and uh, and by the way, what what happened? What was the story behind that? And I said, oh, I, I think he was just born that way. I'm not actually <laughs> sure. And he goes, no, Patrick. How did the fire start? So just because I hadn't embarrassed myself enough, I had to
0: add that element into you it. He should have been jeans' helpmate yeah, in that car, yeah. uh, Tommy Dean. Children. There's well, so much judgment what, yes. in this question. What children did you... One
3: might call folly, another might call a lesson well-earned. I don't know what the most foolish thing I did is. Was it when I said, I'm going to drop out of college and get into comedy? Mm-hmm. Was that foolish? <laughs> it felt I, right at the time. I'm not so sure now. Uh, what about that time <laughs> that I said to a woman that I just met, we should get married and go to Australia? Mm. Was that foolish? Or was that the way my life was meant to be lived? I, it's, hard to, it's hard to know. You know, what about that time I invested all that money in a t-shirt company? And then, and then that guy moved
2: <laughs>
3: to, uh, to South Carolina, which I learned later doesn't have extradition treaties <laughs> with Arizona. So hard to say. So hard to so say. Hard to say. That, you know, what about the time, you know, that I used my fake ID to you know, get a job with? it turns out to be a, a Latino gangster? Yeah. You know, was that a bad choice?
2: <laughs> you know people usually get fake IDs to do fun stuff, right? <laughs> Not, know, it, was, yeah. it was fun are you saying <laughs> Latinos
3: don't know how to have
2: fun <laughs> at the gangster level. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Only one I but found some of out. the bad mistakes lead to good outcomes. Like the, yeah. fir- the disastrous first marriage leads to the, oh, the wonderful second, second marriage.
2: Right. Yeah, I
3: get the country. That's what I mean. I don't, so what what is foolish? Mm.
2: Real. You know, without that gangster job, you wouldn't have that incredible chest tattoo that you've been showing <laughs> you know, off. Or yeah. a need to,
3: you know, suddenly relocate to Australia thanks to a quickly realized <laughs> and, marriage
2: and change your name to Tommy <laughs> Dean from Tommy Hernandez. Yeah, <laughs> so many changes. But
3: I, you know, I worry. I, I, I have to say this because this is the worst. I'll never forget first. I, I I don't like April Fool's Day at a mean level. I heard you guys talking about it. Yeah, earlier. yeah, 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 yeah. it's when it's cute. I do like the cute mm. jokes. Not when you're really fooling people. Yeah, it's it's just fun. But my dad is my only like my dad is a fun person. Generally speaking, I joke about his gun loving. But in reality, he's quite a nice fellow. But in one moment of hatred that I'll never understand. Uh, he my mom, they had a lottery, basically the lottery ticket scam. Uh, he bought the new ticket with the last night's winning numbers.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So if last night, 666661, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll go know, and buy that. New six, 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 and my, my
3: parents had a tradition of the lottery ticket. Yes, sure. It was always on the Saturday morning. So he went out early Saturday morning and bought next week's oh. ticket with Friday night's winning mm-hmm. numbers and put it in their little slot.
2: Oh, that's What were you going
1: to do with the money?
2: What, what was running through that's your mind? No, no, I
3: remember. I remember specifically all my brothers were freaking out. I hear everybody yelling. I was like, I'd gone out the night before I had a show. I was a little wasted, and I just hear a whole family, we're rich, we're rich, it's amazing, our lives are changed, and I'm like mostly thinking, we'll be rich in an hour, just let me sleep.
1: (laughs) And then he (laughs) says.
3: And I'm looking up, my eyes are opening up, I'm looking at, all my brothers are dancing around, my mom looks happier than she's ever looked in her life, and behind her I see my dad, and he has a look on his face (laughs) that I know, and I know that that is not. I'm rich. Oh, that is a man who is mean. really, really pleased with himself and is also willing to pay the ultimate price that he did pay, one
0: year of silence. <laughs> and so there's a point where he just says sotto voce. Oh,
3: gosh darn. Why no, don't you I've, look at the date? Forgot to mention, maybe I bought some new tickets. Maybe you should check that.
2: <laughs> wow oh, wow. wow. Oh, Brutal that's rough. Wow. It was brutal I, I am a more fan of the light hearted April Fool's joke Which is why I can finally reveal What I've been wanting to reveal all day Which is that I came into the studio earlier Before yeah. the, uh, you had come in And with armed with a post-it note I've literally right Directly above your head, written the word "gullible" on the ceiling.
0: Yeah, I know it's good, isn't it?
2: Just for the listeners at home, he did look. He did actually look. So I've, I've, won, that. I've won that round, and, uh, oh. and I know
3: this is hilarious. But just because I work in the industry, uh, I stuck into the studio just before Patrick mm-hmm. came in because he was out wrangling guests, yeah. and I spritzed a little bit of COVID on his microphone. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. He's so good, but I know he's vaccinated. So he's fine. <laughs> oh
2: geez. Uh, Well, we don't need to. We should acknowledge it's a difficult time for. Mr. T, April Fool's Day, you know? Oh, it's the worst. So many people to pity. So many pity him.
3: Yeah. So much pity.
2: Yeah. I don't get that, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that silence. I could just hear one of the producers in the studio. Mr. T pities the fool It's his main thing. No, it's it's just, kind of how has been. Who's yeah.
1: Mr. T? <laughs> what?
0: Thank Christ you're here, Tommy. <laughs> well, at, least, at least, unlike anybody else in the cell I know the word conurbation. Yeah,
1: exactly. I Pity I the, mean, the fool
0: that doesn't know what conurbation means.
1: I'm very confused tonight. Thank <laughs>
0: God it's Friday. <laughs> we have Patrick Sunderland, Tommy Dean, and Jean Kitson with us. Uh, now, Dr. Michael Mosey has been in town this week. He's a bit opposed to people getting pricey gym memberships, as he says it's hard to keep it up. Better, he says, to build incidental exercise into your day to day routines. So, what are the exercises you are adding to the day to day things you do all the time, Patrick?
2: See, I, I find it difficult to trust people like Dr. Michael Mosley mm-hmm. because he comes from a position to be like, oh, you don't like going to the gym. Here's alternatives. But he's still trying to get you to exercise. And that, that mm-hmm. I resent. So I write a lot of uh, angry letters to Michael Mosley. And in the doing so, <laughs> I've actually, as you can see, my right arm is pretty jacked. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm looking. Leave, good. leave I'm looking the country fresh. now, yeah. <laughs>
0: Mosley. <I'm> <laughs> Gee, that's good, isn't it? I feel fitter already. Yeah, Tommy, exactly. how do you build yeah. incidental what exercise?
3: It, I don't think Dr. Mosley knows this, but a lot of us like subscribing to things that you know tend or $20 a month that we never use. <laughs> it's a thing of today. We well, all like doing you it. You get lighter, particularly in your wallet. Yeah, so, mm. so it's just it. You know, walking to the ATM and then walking back, knowing that maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> I build that in. Um, I'm, I used to try to shut it down, but I, I'm kind of taken. I, I can't bring myself to do this, but a lot of people at work uh, take the stairs instead of the elevator. Yeah, that's the sort
0: of thing he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. and
3: I get that. but So I don't know if this counts, but I imagine... <laughs> that I'm taking the stairs. Oh, yeah. And the way I do it is when I get into the elevator, I push every button. Yeah. yeah. So I'm on the sixth floor. So I, I just push one, two, three, four, five, six. And then every floor,
0: I imagine I. I, I here we go. One more. Yeah. And then.
3: <laughs> and if anybody's
0: running for the lift on the third floor, you put your leg out to stop the lift door closing, right? Yeah, so that's a bit like yeah. a can-can move. stand I, I yeah, at the well, back of the elevator. A so I it's like a little. <laughs> sprint aerobics, yeah. You know, it's like a little
2: sprint. I do that. Yeah, does it count if you do the walking behind the couch to make it look like you're going up and down the stairs? Does That's that...
1: very good for your glutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah That's what I go. I ch- I go up and down. We've got three flights of stairs, and I go up and down them as often as possible. Possibly because I forget why I went up them in the first place or down them. It's yeah. a bit like looking in the fridge syndrome. Only it's better for your glutes. I think <laughs> you're just trying to
0: get away from your gluggy rice. Yeah. To be <laughs> uh, how do you build in incidental exercise, Gene?
1: Well, we didn't even have gyms. You know, when when I cared about (laughs) exercising in the sixties and seventies, there was no such thing as gyms or jogging, nothing like that. Our only exercise was dodging the draft or trying to trying to get out of your clothes in the heat of the moment, (laughs) trying to get into your jeans was an exercise in itself. I don't know where Tommy gets the idea. $20 $20 a month. I remember dropping $1500 in a year on a gym wow. that I jo- How yeah, often I, did you attend? I, never. <laughs> Just to pay and sign up. And then I'd att- I had to attend again to say, I want to stop. And it took three weeks to stop because you had to give them notice or something. Yeah. This was in the. But you early had to scream days. and
0: bang on the door, which is where you got all the weight loss. Yeah, yeah that's right. Absolutely.
1: But remember cars, you know, cars used to have wind up windows and no power steering. Yeah. <laughs> there was just built in exercise. Pump, pump the
0: brake <laughs> the, to stop. Pump yeah. the brake mm. to
1: stop. I remember, right. I remember
3: when it first kicked off, like in the late 80s, when the gym membership thing really started. And there was actually, you know, big stories in Arizona of gyms that were getting caught out because people were turning up to use their membership and there was no equipment in the building. Yeah, exactly. And then it, well, we didn't. I think and then I did they're actually talking one. to the owners. They're going, "Well, yeah, we sold the membership, but we didn't. We didn't think anybody was going to come."
0: We have one medicine ball. That's it. We're, we're waiting to win the lottery, and luckily, we've got the right number. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the winners and losers, Tommy. Big winner. Democracy is it? Democracy?
3: It's for just fun for the news. But Donald Trump has been indicted. Uh, bringing that little chapter to a close. Will they? Won't they? They have. And then he promptly promptly tweeted that he had been indicated, which is just perfect, that he can't spell indicted. (laughs) (laughs) So good, President Trump. And uh, speaking of weird right wing idiots, uh, my loser is uh stray zone, Mark Latham, who, you know, hadn't really popped up for a while, but now raises up in a way that here's the weird part to me. If you are living in a world where Pauline Hansen says, what you said is wrong,
0: what world do we live in? I also in? like the fact that 5.4 million Labor voters in that election of 2012 or whatever it was are today turning to their neighbor and saying, did you vote for John Howard? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Who are the winners and losers? Uh, the
1: winner, Gwyneth Paltrow, is obviously the winner, the goop that keeps on giving. <laughs> Even though goop sounds like that brand of hair gel, Cameron Diaz, used in, you know, something about Mary. But uh, the loser is um, whoever takes, keeps track of those smartphones because I borrowed my daughters and realised they'd be, the insurance companies would be thinking she was a 68-year-old woman, so I put it on the dog last night when I took him down and <laughs> threw the ball. So it's going to really, really wreck their algorithms.
2: Patrick, winners and losers, just quickly. <laughs> yes. Uh, winner is a new studies found T-Rex and dinosaurs have lips, so I'm the winner of the week because I've always wanted to smooch a dinosaur. Yes! yes! Uh, the loser is mammoths because they were overhunted by humans, driven extinct, and now scientists have brought them back in meatball form so we can eat them all over This again. is
0: a 3D printer, isn't it? Yeah, uh, this is
2: lab-grown oh, wow. meat. They brought back the mammoth meat and uh, look, I'm going to be first in line. Do you get, <laughs> a, big, <laughs> do you get a big steak? <laughs> oh. I think it's sad to think,
3: though, you can now smooch the T-Rex, but you still can't hug.
2: I know. It's so, so hard
3: to hug. So sad. Because the little hands. Tiny. Yeah, yeah. They can't, they can't, hug, you hug. can't <laughs> hug you back. Can't
0: hug you back. Maybe science can do something about that. Uh, please thank Patrick Sunderland, Tommy Dean and Gene Kitson! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next uh, week is Good Friday, but TJF is back a week later with Brady Connell, Gene Kitson and Tommy Dean. Until then, I'm Richard Glover. And thank God it's Friday! Yeah.
3: I've only got a Technicolor scarf.